1: Tomorrow marks National Indigenous Peoples Day. There are celebrations across the country and right here at home. And early next week, there's a fundraiser in support of an organization that aims to help Indigenous children. It was started by a man who could have used a group like this growing up, and it's being supported by another man uh, whose story is being documented in a series called Red Chef Revival. But also, he's making a name uh, for himself in the food world. Um, Happy to welcome Stephen Morin, an award-winning. Chef Shane Chartrand from SC at the River Creed to the studio. Hi, guys.
2: Hey, Dante.
1: Nice to have you here. So I uh, want to get into a little bit of background for our listeners first before we kind of you know, make it all the way through. And, and Stephen, I'm going to start uh, start with you uh, a little bit. Um Your story, when I was reading about it, you had done something recently with uh, APTN and uh, was reading a little bit uh, more uh, about um, what you'd gone through in your life and some of the challenges. And it starts when you were very young. Yeah. It did, what, five years old? Uh, About five years old, yeah. Five years old. And it was, you were in the foster system. Uh, I was in the care of the Child Welfare Department of Alberta, yes. Okay. And, um, and... uh, I don't know how to just say it. I'll just say it. Um, the, your, the Your foster mother's boyfriend sexually abused you.
2: Uh, both of them abused me in their own sorts. Yes.
1: In their own sorts. Okay. So that, and that started young, like at five years of age? Uh, yes. At five years of age. Yeah. How did you, how did you get through that?
2: Uh, honestly, you don't have a choice when you're a kid. Especially at that stage, you don't have a choice at all. The government is your guardian if you're a PGO status, which means permanent guardianship order. So I was a PGO status child. Government had full say over my life. Um, I had no family contact whatsoever. Wow. So it was definitely an artificial way of living, mm-hmm. especially as a youth, which is unnatural. And, I, yeah, it was tough. But uh, I just...
1: Did you ever? Were you ever able to get to a point to tell anybody what was going on? Well,
2: no one in that. At that age, you know, throughout the years of being in that one foster home with that foster parent and her boyfriend, you know, it, it was very tough to try and get out there and, and to tell anyone, mm-hmm. even your doctor, your dentist, your optometrist, did
1: anything. No one believe you.
2: Well, or you didn't have I, the strength I told to I I did tell my doctor at one point, but. It, it's very scandalous of how the, the my, social work, my social worker and my foster parent were, were able to get me transferred <laughs> whenever I did tell hmm. someone about a story hmm. that went on yeah.
1: what happened when you got out of that system
2: what happened when I got out of that system? When you got
1: out of the system, when you got away from those people, like you're 16, 17 years old? I was old? 16
2: years old and I ran away from CFS care for good. Hmm. Yeah, I went on my own from that point. Well, I was on my own ever since I was four and a half, five years old, but yeah.
0: I officially went on my own then.
1: Mm. Yeah. Shane, you know, when you hear stories like, uh, you know, Stevens, what goes through your what's, what goes through your mind?
0: Well, the thing is, I'm also a lot older than Stephen, and the thing is that the reason why that I'm here for him is because I believe in what he's doing um, you know the thing about me is I'm also a 60 scoop guy it doesn't matter, residential there's no, there's no wrong or right I mean, everyone's got a story right mm-hmm. so I got my story and I don't even like it called it the 60 scoop because I, just, I don't like labels but the thing is I was also taken away when I was a kid too right so um, from the Enoch Cree Nation I didn't know it was from there until I was 29 years old my own nation but then the thing about what I hear about Steve is the fact that like he literally have been, has been abused. I also was in foster care too. Uh, I wasn't abused in the same way he was at all. Like that, I mean that's next level. I was just um, completely left behind. Like I mean, left I was, in, I was in a home where like they just f- I was put to my room every day <laughs> and they fed me through my through the door. Mm-hmm. So I'd be uh, sat, you know, they just put food on a plate, bring it to the room, and I didn't get to sit with the family. So it's uh, abuse in a different way.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Steve, um, you're... How old are you? 26 years old. 26 years of age. Um, And um, this sort of stuff never gets easy to talk about, does it?
2: No, but either you let it make you or you let it break
1: you. Did it break you at one point?
2: It most certainly did. What happened? I hung myself. Yeah. You're still here. Yeah. Resuscitated. Thank God for the health system we have here. But that was at age 14. And after that, I decided to write a book to help mm-hmm. me get out of that world and kind of keep me in my own little surroundings environment that I mentally, you know, structured so I could be able to keep on going and just go to school, keep on doing what I'm doing, you know, there's no therapy, there's no counseling provided, there's no, um, you know, victims of crime, uh, there's nothing of this that sort that any child that is abused under no matter whose wardrobe mm-hmm. it is, whether it be your legal guardians, your own parents, your, your, the, the, the system itself, um, no child should ever have to come to their caregiver at age 12 How many homes, group homes and foster homes down the line and say, hey, I've been sexually, physically, and mentally abused mm-hmm. and neglected, and then at that point take you to a, a, a police agency where you begin to learn. Um, well, you begin to tell your testimony, and, and here you're, you're you're only 12. You don't know. You still don't know what's going on. You're still piecing together what happened to you at hey, age five. Just a
1: babe, right? 12 years old. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so you're 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 16. You're 17. You're 18 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, and when did you say, hey, you know what? This isn't going to find me, this isn't going to reel my world I'm going to take my world back and I'm going to, I'm going to kick some ass you
2: know it's funny you say that actually because I, I knew, I thought that exact thought at age 5 when, when I was <laughs> given into the, the CFS system um, it was always my dream and it wasn't a million dollars it wasn't to become so, this sort of uh, um, professional in this sort of uh, field of work, it was never anything other than the fact of just being a part of a family Mm. and that 's what every child wants. every mm. child just wants to be a part of a family, have sisters, have siblings you know the the The, the parent aspect um, they just want to be loved, they just want to sh- you know be able to show people that they can do things in
1: life. You have started the indigenous children 's mentoring society mm-hmm. let 's talk about that and and tell me when did that start, and what are you hoping to do with it?
2: So, the Indigenous Children's Mentoring Society began at the beginning of this year, actually. I had the idea after I, I, I host an annual conference, a, more of an informed group association, I title it. And it, Breaking the Chain is, is more of an um, awareness uh, uh, kind of conference ordeal where I host an annual conference every year. And it's to get survivors of these, these different eras, residential school. Sixty mm. scoop the the current era, which I call the millennial era, mm. you know All of these different eras that are that have you've know, been through so many geno- so, so much genocide so much torture and pain and, and and PTSD and that they still have to and now it's embedded into our G, uh, DNA as as indigenous peoples so my Aim was to take that aspect where people are saying it's now in our DNA hmm. so in order for a plant, like a child, to live to its full potential, it has to have the best soil, the best atmosphere, the best like, climate, mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. the best food, the best water. So in order for that child, that plant to reach its full potential and then some, you have to start to focus on all of those different aspects for that plant. Because if you don't have that those aspects for that plant, that plant's not going to reach its potential. It's not even going to come close.
1: You're trying to break the cycle. I'm trying to break the cycle,
2: and it all starts with having proper, healthy role models, uh-huh. and and just to be able to make a child's life so much easier, so much, lo- and to be life transformational in, in their lives, empowering them. You don't empower anyone. You give the tool. You give the inspiration of empowerment, and they. Then take that inspiration and empower themselves.
1: Shane, curious to you know when you talk about breaking the chain, when you're talking about you know feeding the soul and nurturing the soul, and 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 and, uh, and and giving kids a great basis to start with. You know what goes through your mind when you hear him speak?
0: Well, the only reason why
1: <clears throat> I'm part of this
0: is because I believe in what Steve's doing. I mean, like there's a lot of people that have a lot of uh, projects going on that. You know, it's not about I don't believe in them. They all I have my own stuff. I got, you know, Food Network Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff I got to do, TV (laughs) and whatever. But the thing is, when it comes to children, I'm single. I don't have kids. And so I don't know what it feels like except for my experience, like my my moments of being a child where I was abused in, uh, you know, social services. So it makes sense to me. But at the same time, too, like, I mean, I'm also a big... A big factor of anybody who wants to do something positive, mm-hmm. anything positive, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's positive, I'm there for you. I mean, I get you. Got to realize, I've been up since eight o'clock this morning <laughs> um, on the phone trying to help out six other people getting what they want. Mm. You know, I got my own job to do. I mm-hmm. got my own successes. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the one thing I don't ever think about is just myself, and that's the whole that's the whole idea about everything. Is like if I sp- if I set, spent my entire life thinking about myself you know, am I going to drink a glass of wine by myself in victory or around 20 people that are all successful. Yeah. So that's why I, I um, it's not even about what Steve's saying that I like. It's about children. Mm-hmm. And because I don't have a child, I don't know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a world where I'm, I'm, I'm brand new to, so I have to support what he's doing. So
1: the society, what are you hoping to offer children? Like what is there? Is there programming well, put in place well, yet? What are you doing?
2: What, what we are doing is a community-based one-on-one mentoring uh, initiative, and that's where we'll start with. We'll nice. start by taking our applicants with that that are applying to become a mentor, and the applicants that are applying to become a mentee. And what we'll do with those two application piles is we'll have a, a professional that is experienced in these sort of in the field of child development. You know, uh, and we want to make sure that we. We can cross-reference these two files that we the stacks of files of applications and we cross-reference one file with another file and we make that's sure perfect. who's going to be nice. best beneficial to one another nice. and the great thing about in this this uh, initiative here is that we're not only just going to be offering free services where these children and the mentors will be able to benefit off one another in an indigenous community because that's all we are we're, we're going to be in is in indigenous uh-huh. communities uh-huh. and even Métis settlements uh-huh. because we here at ICMS believe that we are all the same, despite title. We are indigenous. So,
1: so tell me about um, uh, tell me about the event that's coming up.
2: Well, actually. Do you mind if I just explain a little bit what the the difference is with? Uh, um, um, you may have heard of the Big Brothers Big Sisters Boys and Girls Club.
1: Well, I was going to say it kind of sounds like Big Brothers Big Sisters.
2: It's exactly that, but indigenized. Okay. For indigenous communities, but the tri- the twist on it is that this camp we're we're putting together it's a nuanced uh, initiative, and I call it nuances because you got you look at all these different mentoring associations out there um, and. Are they in indigenous communities? Are they uh, uh, planning to go nationwide? Mm -hmm. Are they. Doing this one very thing that's different from the rest, and what it is is introducing reintroduction of indigenous uh, core aspects of indigenous identity, and that's uh, our our camp is going to be a seven week uh, long camp up in the mountains near a very rich, uh, full of culture um, um, settlement, a little camp called Small Boys Mountain Cree Camp, and that's going to be up near Jasper this August, and so that's going to be language reintroducing our language as as Cree. Nehiao people, Nehiao uh, people. And also we we'll and go to in law of relations. So just knowing how to respect yourself and your yeah. yourself and all of the surroundings around you. And last, uh, second uh, last one is hunting, fishing, gathering, mm-hmm. trapping. And third but, uh, fourth but not last, uh, least is Shane, Char here, will be teaching the indigenous food sovereignty aspect. Again, <laughs> I refer to the plant in order to have it reach its full potential. It, needs to know what its proper food source is.
1: Steve and Shane, we need to take a break w- right here when we come back. Let's talk about the event that you've got coming up next week and because uh, it's going to be an interesting I think it's absolutely fascinating. Shane's helping you out uh, with this one. Shane Chartrand, Steve Moore, and joining me in studio this afternoon. More details on the, the special event coming up after this. Steve Morn, Shane Chartrand, joining me in studio this afternoon. Um, Steve Morin is the fellow behind uh, the Indigenous Children's Mentoring Society. Of course, you know Shane, uh, Chef Shane Chartrand. Uh, he is the chef at SC at River Cree. He is on Red Chef Revival as a Gold Plates winner, and on and on and on. Um, the two of them teaming up to uh, for a fundraiser for the Indigenous Children's Mentoring Society. And it's an event coming up uh, Monday, Tuesday, of next week and I love this idea because you know I and I was telling you this during the break I love it when people can identify an issue and don't sit back and wait for somebody else to to do something for them and I don't believe that what you're looking to do is going to come from a level way up here saying here's money, do this whatever it has to come from people who have uh, been through who know and who want to help and um, I think that's what you're both doing here so tell me about the event uh, coming up next week.
2: So on June 24th and June 25th, there are two different days. And what I mean by that is that the food, the five-course meal that's going to be served on both days are both going to be different plates. The, key, the thing behind the food aspect is I'm bringing in food because food is a common language that mm. all ethnicities can, can Absolutely. you know,
1: we have, all gather have, around, yeah. and it's a family thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. We could all—it's the
2: same language that we could all um, um, compare towards. So, with that, we each each chef is going to be cooking a course from the five course (coughs) meal each day and that course that they're going to be cooking is going to be a course from their respected Ancestral's heritage. Nice. So we'll be having our different plates uh, uh, courses uh, uh, combined into this five course meal aspect each day on the 24th and 25th and it's going to be full of flavor each bite each dish I can't wait. Uh, We have uh, four music artists coming out um, to perform on each day. One. The ladies. Her name is Beatrice Love. She's a great lady, First Nations Indigenous uh, singer. She's a phenomenal voice. Um, she's going to be there, as well as Richard Woodman. Richard Woodman again. He is an, again an, an Indigenous person, uh, male um, um, artist, a uh, uh, singer from the Treaty Eight uh, Canuso Big St- uh, Canuso Swan River Reserve. And then we also have uh, Lightning Cloud. Lightning Cloud is a combination of two people. <laughs> Crystal Lightning, who is also a very famous actor, she's she's so uh, uh, talented in all this stuff that she's done in the past, and her newly found husband um, <laughs> and, and father of their new child. He um, he is, he is uh, from L.A. L.A. and his name is uh, uh, Red Cloud. He's <laughs> yeah. a indigenous rapper from L.A. Um, <clears throat> and he's a hell of a
1: Shane. You were just showing me some of his video a couple weeks back. I, I think was. You yeah, were. yeah, yeah. I'm a
0: huge fan. I'm yeah. a huge fan.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Cool. And so, who are the chefs coming in, Shane?
0: Well, we got, uh, a, we got a bunch of people. Um, so, uh, you know, I picked a, a friend of mine, uh, Lindsay Porter from London Local. That's mm-hmm. where the event's going to okay. be on. We got Eric Hansen. We got my sous chef, JP. We got a guy named Christian from London Local. And Jason Wild, who's been a friend of mine forever. So uh, yeah, they're ready to go. Matter of fact, after this, I got to go back and
1: order the food. <laughs> and what kind of food is it? Is it going to be all indul- indul- uh, indigenous cultures? Is it everything?
0: No, it's Can not indigenous. It? It's not indigenous to us. It's indigenous to their cultures, like uh, Steve was saying. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah, that's what I got to order. It. I got to get on that.
1: So if Within people want an hour. <laughs> so so hurry up, Nye. You need to get out of here. Uh, so if people want to get uh tickets or find out more information, Stephen, where do they go?
2: Yeah, so tickets are $85 a day. Uh, they, for if you would like to purchase tickets, you could contact the cellular of mine at <laughs> 587-589-9301 or you could email at icms dot a b at Outlook.com.
1: and so uh chadville if you're if you missed that and you want to know let me know i have the numbers and i have the email written down right here uh, both of you Stephen shane thank you for this and i hope the best of luck with uh with the event and i can't wait to hear all about it
0: you betcha thank that you so much you. for coming in hi hey, hey.